Thanks for joining us for the April 7, 2023 episode of Den Excelsior, the Mostly Marvel podcast. I'm Dennis, and I'll be your host as we recap the latest super news that caught our attention across the multiverse. Uh, but as the show title suggests, it'll probably be mostly Marvel. I like to really lean into the mostly part because sometimes we flex. Um, later in this episode, we'll be putting a spotlight on not one, but two Dungeons & Dragons movies. There's the flex right there. Uh, the original from 2000, as well as the vastly superior Honor Among Thieves that released last week. But before that, we'll be getting into some nerd news and, uh, you know, doing a little Q&A with, uh, with the group of people we got here today. Uh, for those of you tuning in, don't be shy. We love hearing from you in the comments. And if you can't get enough of us, you should visit patreon.com slash Media, where you'll find a variety of creative offerings, including recent episodes of our live after show the soapbox or uh we have spoken our uh, our star wars podcast uh exclusively talking about the mandalorian um and also our other show uh cracking snap a uh a show that i do with my friend chi where we talk about marvel snap about once a week um but yeah so lots of stuff there patreon.com we won't be doing a soapbox tonight so uh you know there's tons of other content you can go watch instead though all right, with all the formalities out of the way, let's get everyone out here so we can get this show on the road. Uh, first up, he's probably the worst rogue I've ever played with. It's Ricky. Uh, yeah, I think I am, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. I know. That was your first character, right? It was your first yeah. character? It was a rogue? It was a minotaur rogue? Yeah, the it biggest sneaky guy. It was from it was rough. It was rough. It was rough, but you made it out um, though. But yeah, you know, uh, you did you did play that campaign for like a. You got my year. my feet wet into the D and Ds. You know, now I got a bag full of dice. Uh, exactly. I got a little beholder dice transformer. <laughs> nice. I'm all in. I'm invested. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. That's great to hear. And that's honestly like that's you know we can attribute a lot of that to our other guest that we have here. Uh, he's literally the person that willed this special episode of Den Excelsior into existence. Uh, he's our favorite dungeon master. Let's bring out Brian. Yay. Yeah, I have no one to blame for myself except for what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, I really thought it was interesting that you showed up uh, in the green room and said, I can't believe you guys made me do this. And I'm like, mm, kind of thought you made us do this. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's okay. It's all right. Uh, it's all good fun. Uh, and honestly, there is quite a shortage of new Marvel content out right now, or even DC content. So we're like, you know what, this still is a it's it's in the same ballpark. It's it's heroes doing heroic things sometimes. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and and we definitely it was a movie that I mean, I'm talking about the new one. Uh, it was it was something that we all wanted to go see in theaters, uh, you know, as opposed to 95% of all other movies that come out in any given year. So, you know, it made sense. Why not talk about it? But uh, before we start talking about that, like, let's just uh, catch up. It's been a while since we've done this show. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we've been doing the, we have spoken the the Mandalorian podcast. Ricky and I do that with a, a group of uh, different guests every week. We actually had Brian on a couple weeks ago uh, and we just talk, about that show and so uh once every week um 
it's not a uh, it's not a live show, so you can only catch the the nicely edited ones whenever I get around to putting them out. Um, but yeah, we just decided maybe take a break from Den Excelsior, not do it as often. So, what have you guys been up to, like nerding out on? I guess uh, as in a, aside from Star Wars, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, I can go first if uh, yeah, yeah go for it. Go for it. Uh, I started watching The Peripheral on Amazon. I don't know if you, you <laughs> okay. guys watched that. The Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, it and it's yeah. um, based on a, a, a William Gibson novel, so sort of the father of cyberpunk, and he's really good at sort of imagining just a few years into the future technology. So I don't want to spoil it, but it's it's. Uh, it's good. It reminds me of sort of justified with sci-fi elements. Are you familiar with Striking Vipers? Uh, I'm not. Okay. Oh God, is this? I was going to ask: Is it Striking Vipers adjacent? Um, but it it seems. Oh man! If you've never seen Striking Vipers, I bet you have though. You just don't know that that's what it's called. <laughs> Episode of Black Mirror. Oh, oh, okay. I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, similar but kind of a a different like it it it's uh got a lot of that black mirror feel to it but it's layering like five or six different um sort of concepts of technologies and watching them play off of each other so okay but do they bang no oh. no there's no 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 sex in it uh yeah i'm not all the way through but you the know, hbo bang. show you said no it's uh amazon prime amazon prime, prime. Amazon prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just telling you, like when when uh, Anthony Mackie and Yaya, like they got a kiss for real life to just know <laughs> to know whether or not it's the game. That is the most hilarious thing ever. <laughs> I love that episode so much. It's so good because it just starts out as like this generic Mortal Kombat slash Street Fighter. But then they're no, like, directions. Hey, hey, should we just do this? And I'm like, yeah. yes, that's exactly what <laughs> I would do if I was given the opportunity. Uh, yes, I know that's what you would do. So you know that because you're our DM. We're like, we're like three years when... away from that from that happening. Yeah, you know that, right? Yeah. yeah. Screw this. <laughs> well, uh, you, you get your Chat GPT to do it for you. Yeah. Wow. How many episodes are you in on the peripheral? Uh, I think I'm at six or seven out of eight. So okay. yeah, I'm on like good season. Six. First season should only be eight episodes. I feel. Yeah, I don't know that they've renewed it yet. So. <laughs> I tried watching Agent Elvis on. Uh, oh, I've heard really good things about that. Really? Because I hear things about it, and then I watch it, and I'm like, mm, I don't it know. has the blessing of uh, Lisa Marie Presley, right? The daughter. Oh. No, no. Lisa Marie <laughs> is dead. Which one's the? the it's his. It's his, it's his like, ex-wife. Uh, his okay. ex-wife. All right. yeah, yeah, Priscilla. Priscilla's yes. Yes, Priscilla. Um, it's not great, but it okay. does have its moments. <laughs> it has the music, right? I think that's the most. It does important have part. the music, and it has Matthew McConaughey just being Matthew McConaughey. Um, but yeah, it 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 wants to be Archer, but it's not Archer. That's that's my problem with it. I think. Uh, I think in the realm of superheroes, though, I did start watching the new season of S- Superman and Lois. I swear to God, that show is so much better than than the CW. It does not. 
The CW does not deserve that show. Is that show canceled? I don't know that it's canceled, but I know that I know that the the guys who have been running the DC Arrowverse, Flareverse, whatever you want to call it, all the DC TV shows, they're quite butthurt right now that like <laughs> that the new management at Warner Brothers did not even give them a call. To well, that strategize. show is definitely on on borrowed time for sure. It it yeah. is. I know it is. I know it is. But it's um it's a really it's a cool season because uh basically uh, you know I'll, I'll spoil it to a, a small extent like Lois finds out she's got breast cancer and that's a really powerful thing to see Superman realize that there's nothing he can do and he's actually faced with the thing that he's always kind of faced with but he chooses to ignore the mortality of the people that he cares for right and it's a right. uh, it's quite powerful. And I was like, this show does not deserve to be on the CW. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, but, you know, then there's all the other, like, drama with the kids and stuff. They actually replaced one of the the, the actors. He he quit. He quit the show last season. Like, this sucks. And so they had to get a new son for uh, Superman. But, um, I, I, still, I still fully endorse that show because Tyler Hecklin and um her name's escaping me right now but the the woman who plays uh lois those two yes thanks i think i believe that's her uh those two just kill it every every time so good highly recommend that she was always good on grim so i do not recommend gotham knights oh my god that is a pile (laughs) it is a pile it's a pile it's bad ricky what have you been nerding out on I saw the Super Mario Brother movie on Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, and it's got I, Super in the name, right? I liked it a lot. That movie has a 56 review on Rotten Tomatoes They're for critic d- score and dumb. a 96 for audience score. It, that it is, is a huge disconnect. Yeah. I will like, is it the the masterpiece of storytelling? No. But has any Mario movie or Mario game ever been like the masterpiece in storytelling? Have you but, ever seen the original Super Mario Brothers movie? I have. All right, just making sure. Um, <laughs> but I will say they they do a very good job at weaving every single thing that they do to some type of Marioism in the past forty what is it, forty years of Mario, um, and it's very impressive. Like each of the little callbacks that they that they make and how they adjust them to make them work for this film. Um, God, the Chris Mario. Pratt thing, it's a choice, but they, they, they do a, they explain it at the very beginning. So where it's not an issue. Did yeah, he get I heard hit they on the head? his accent. They got hit on it. He got hit on the head with a pipe and then yes, lost he gets hit on the head of the pipe and he said, no, but they oh. do explain it. <laughs> I, I would have been okay with that explanation. Bob Hoskins um, shows up and steals it. Oh, it was really fun. Like, uh, even Selena came out of it. She's like, I like that a I, lot more than I wanted to. <laughs> you know, I find that when you say that leaving a theater, that's not a ringing endorsement. That's a, I had a low bar going in. I think and... the low bar is the Chris Pratt bar, though. And they they overcome that hurdle enough. Yeah. But I think I it's also, like, that's the low years bar. and years of bad video game adaption bars, too. Sure. Right? I yeah, think people, I mean, we're people on the afraid. It, it is illumination, right? Not 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 Pixar. Yeah. Illumination, the Minion Company. What does that they, mean? Not Pixar. Pixar is, does great movies. They do, 
but illumination, illumination doesn't, right? Illumination. I would does say illumination plays plays ADHD to the audience. Movies. Yes. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. I see. Um, what you're saying. Yes. But I think they're pretty respectful of of uh, of the game, and it, it does show. What was the last video game movie we saw? Because I I can't remember what it was, but I know it was the best one, and it's escaping me right now. Uncharted. No, not not on The Last of Us. There's Last of Us on yeah. HBO. Oh yeah, sorry, The Last of Us. Yeah. It's it's not a movie, but it's it's better than a movie. Yes, that's the best thing. Yeah, um, but we're on it. We're an upswing. We're uh, in there. Minus I, I mean, I think you're still gonna get this weird split between critics and audiences for these types of movies because you know most of these movies are fan service to some extent, and critics don't like that, but audiences yeah. do. Yeah, I yeah. think. I think Marvel is just like broken critics, right? It's just like <laughs> they don't they don't understand anymore how to how the audience relates to the the stuff that's out that's put out on the screen. Well, and so well it's critical... like I mean, I think the D&D movie touches on this a little bit. Yeah, not to right. not to jump ahead because it it is something that understands that it's a transmedia property, right? It's not a film property. Right. But it also did take the time to make itself accessible to wider audiences. And I'm wondering right. if maybe the Mario Brothers movie problem is, if you don't know anything about the Mario Brothers, how does that movie likely land? That's fair. They they do a lot of explaining, but to that point, Mar I, Mario is what I would argue top 10 most recognizable character on the planet. Sure, right. but um, um, you're still a New York Times uh, culture reporter. You don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think people I, I are embracing the the B the B movie more mm -hmm. so now. We we were kind of riding high there for a minute with everything needs to be a a critical and, and box office hit. But I'm happy. A movie doesn't need to be, you know, the greatest story ever told to be good. And it, I mean, a good that's movie. your motto, though, Ricky. That's that's yeah. But like, <laughs> if a movie's good, I I don't think a uh I don't need a, a masterpiece in a D and D movie. But you're you know but you're I mean? also speaking in hyperbole. Like, why is the only option either good or masterpiece? Like, there's a whole. I think if you're if you're a like producer, good good producer greenlighting a movie, that is a it is a binary thing. It's not a binary thing. No, it's not. It's a it's a it's a monetary thing. Like how much are we going to make? You know, what yeah. I mean? that's what it comes down to. So it's, it's, there's a sliding scale and that is very evident in the movies that we will be talking about later uh, <laughs> because they were both greenlit and they both, you know, Made they both theaters. had projections. So yeah, it's not, it, Sometimes these movies get made not because they're good, but because it doesn't matter how good they are. You know, like for example, and 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 the funniest thing about it is they kind of they kind of broke the broke it. Uh, but when I was working at Sony, uh, you know, it, every now and then, like we the VP would would sit us down in a room and he'd just give us an update. You know, as the production team, like what kind of new stuff is in the horizon like that he can talk talk about and uh he when he announced to us we're going to make a ratchet and clank movie it was so funny to me because he basically explained it to us as look the guys have kind of like figured out they've done a lot of research and figured out like there's a there's a certain locked in demographic for like a kids movie that just means that like you can spend x amount of money 
and you're guaranteed to get this much back. So that's why we're going to do it. Yeah. Lo and yeah. behold, that movie did not do that. Um, and uh, that was really funny. And so you, you notice they never went and did that with all their other properties right away. Uh, so it is, it is a numbers though. game and it's not about what's that? You did. They did reassess, though, right? Like you got Uncharted and Last well, of Us. Well, I'm saying yeah, but God of War thing. They didn't do another later. animated movie. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh like, yeah. It's, yeah. 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 It's you got to do a lot of research and you got to do a lot of uh you know, market research and and just understanding how these things are gonna play out and if the timing's wrong and right. You know, I saw the Ratchet and Clank movie because I got to see it for free. Um, it was boring, but there was good actors in it. Like so. But yeah, it goes to show there's there's a sweet there's a magic that has to go into a movie like really hitting it big. Yeah. And and it's not you always need the sauce. It's, it's well, not always I think because it's a great movie. It's just something about for, it. Um, for adapted properties like this, too, there's another element. And this is something that'll come up later when we talk about these two films. Um, you have to remain at least somewhat faithful to the source material. In a way, like if you're hoping to pull in a fandom and a demographic that already is knowledgeable about this thing, you can't alienate them. I think like if you look at the Sonic, remember when the Sonic movie was in production, what happened when they released the first images of Sonic? They cyberbullied them. But man, yeah, but they that... knew if they didn't do that, the core fan base was going to yeah. trash them. But honestly, that's one of my favorite superhero uh, uh, video game movies. It's it's. An Tom's excellent movie. movie because it's accessible. It's accessible yeah. to anybody, but it's rewarding to fans yeah. of the property. It's true to Sonic. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. That was our in depth. So go watch Mario. <laughs> go watch Mario. <laughs> it's good. Is, is Mario as good as Sonic? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? Wait, 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 wait. Every time he does this, what are your top three Marvel movies again? Oh my God. <laughs> no, no. You're saying maybe get some outside uh, two and three. By the way, I think I think uh, Quantum Mania is on uh, on Disney Plus now, isn't it? Is it this week or next week? Next I think week, it's April. the fifth, wasn't it? Oh, it is April. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's out yet. I saw. I did see a commercial today saying it is available for digital in a few weeks. So I would assume it's soon. But. Mm. Speaking of coming soon, we have a lot of news and a lot of trailers yeah, to it. talk about. Do it. Oh man, we had a busy week in uh, in the trailer world. Busy two weeks. We had a lot of cool shit get revealed for the first time, and uh, we did. I'm just gonna throw it up here. Let's let's start talking about it. We had. Blue Beetle, new Blue Beetle trailer, or the first Blue Beetle trailer, new Indiana Jones trailer today, uh, Secret Invasion trailer, another Spider-Verse uh, trailer, and a Soka trailer, and I even throw it up here, but the Barbie trailer also came out. Yeah. What's, uh, give me some hot takes. How, how are we feeling? What's uh, what's the most exciting movie on this on the screen right now? Okay, can I start with least? Sure. I Indiana Jones. Didn't even watch that trailer. Don't care. Um, I will say Indiana Jones, I was in the same boat as you. I did watch the trailer, and then I realized that there's actually going to potentially be time travel in that mofo, so I'm interested now. And I want to I wanna see what they use to kind of skew the universe that way. They, 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 showed, us, 
with Indiana Jones is just the charm of the old ones was the lack of CG. Right. And, and, yeah. and you know, like I miss, I miss Hollywood that, that, that leans on, on the beauty of, and the magic of practical effects. And when Kingdom of Crystal Skull came out, they were just like, F that we're going yeah. all CG. And it just, it loses something for that. It's. I'm not saying like I don't like CG movies and stuff like that. I'm just saying like it lost the magic for me. The Indiana Jones franchise. With, right. With that. It's not a so, franchise that's improved with computer animation. I, right. I will say some of the de aging shots in that trailer, in the new trailer, look pretty good. Mm. And my my logic is if you can convince, I know Harrison Ford's a big money guy, but I I still think he's pretty respectful of, of his of the work that he does. Is that and why he's, he's going to be the Hulk? That's why it's gonna be the Hulk. The but if you can get it, convince him to, let, to do a de aging, and you know, I think it looks good so far. I, I, I want, I'm, I'm interested. I will always be interested in in uh, Indiana Jones. I don't know if I agree with the. He's pretty respectful of his work. I've definitely seen him on interview say that he will do a sequ- as many sequels as they pay him to do. Yeah, <laughs> buy him a plane. Yeah, exactly. So like, crash I, again? No. I'm not saying he's disrespectful <laughs> of his work. I just think he has different priorities than right. we think he does, you know, or we want him to. Um, okay, so I would say obviously the the best thing for me is a no brainer. That Spider Verse trailer, I painted my whole room white. It was just, <laughs> it was just you were cosplaying as the spot. Oh my god. <laughs> I, what, what about you guys? Which, which one for you? I don't want to like Blue Beetle for me. I think that Blue that Beetle was, trailer was fun. That was number two for me. Yeah, that was number two. That looks way better than a, a than a DC movie trailer has looked in a long, long time. You that mean, movie like was an HBO movie? Max movie <laughs> that got that got promoted because yeah. it tested so well, right? Yeah. yeah. That movie has George Lopez in it, and that's like blowing my mind that George Lopez is in a superhero movie, and I bet he's good in it. He looks like he's gonna be yeah. that wise father that like gives impartial. He's an uncle, though. He's uncle ins- or uncle, whatever you know. You know, father yeah. figure is what I mean. Right, say. mentor. Uh, mentor, yeah. And I hope he doesn't Uncle Ben. I hope he does. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to watch George Lopez die. Um, I would I mean, say honestly, I mean it. I'm 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 ignoring the Ahsoka of it just because it's a different realm, but honestly, I really love that trailer too. Uh, yeah, but that's oh, just Mary Elizabeth uh, Weinstead. Yeah, that, Weinstead as Har- Weinstead. she's Harrison Dula, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect great. casting. Yeah, I mean she nails the look. Thank you, Awen. She's she's married to Awen McGregor, right? Like, is she? I think she is. Yeah. Um. Mm. But whoever did that casting was this ah, chef's kiss. Perfect. I will say the one thing that got me less hyped about Blue Beetle than maybe the Ahsoka um, is the Blue Beetle trailer didn't really show me a villain. And that makes me think that DC is going to do the same thing they do in every movie, which is throw a villain out there that's villain of the week that is, is meaningless and then yeah. giant CG battle with a character that you don't care about at the end. 
So I'm I'm not a big Blue Beetle guy, uh, and maybe you guys know. So it doesn't look like they're adapting the Reach storyline, right? Um, yeah, you mean from from Young uh, from Young Justice? Yeah. Uh, not. I know it was in the comics too, but yeah. You kind of want to do like the intro to Blue Beetle in in one movie, and then get get crazier later. Yeah. Um, but the, the cool thing is, like, I think he looks cool, and I think they're going to do a great job of, of of adapting this adaptation of Blue Beetle, right? Because this is not the original Blue Beetle. This is the one. Like Blue Beetle number three, right? You know, like a decade or two ago. Um, it's not two decades ago, right? It's like. Oh, yeah. It's in the early aughts, I think, is when we got. Uh, is he? Okay, Jaime yeah, Reyes. fair enough. We got Jaime Reyes. It was when uh, DC was trying to do better and and have more diversity among their characters. So they started like you know. I mean, putting brown doing better. We got four out of the five uh, posters here are brown people. So we're doing we're doing better. Four out of the five what posters on this screen are are starring brown people. And the other one's a senior citizen. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, that is something that is something yeah. to, to note. Like, and that's really cool. Like that's. That's honestly what made me so excited about the Blue Beetle movie is like, uh, I just love seeing so many brown people on, uh, you know, in charge of, of, of a story. And it's it's cool. It's, it's it, it just makes me feel like, get out of here, Brian. You've had enough. You've had enough. <laughs> I like these stories, too. You know, Opening day, Indiana Jones fan. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, Ted Cord is a boring dude. No one wants to watch a movie about that. Fair, fair. But yeah, uh, that Spider-Verse trailer. Are we we in agreement, though? The Spider-Verse one's the best one or what? I like Blue Beetle better. Yeah, Yeah, it's the second Spider-Verse trailer. We already, I know. Yeah, I'd already said. Also, I still can't, like, is the Spider-2099 the bad guy? I think it's a misdirect, man. I think they want you to Do you want that, though? Do you want... Like, are we not going to get any of the Spider Verse villains? Here's, Is it just going to be Spider People. Here's the thing. Spider here's the thing. I think he's the antagonist for a large part of this movie. Just re- uh, by the way, reminder: this movie they they, they said it's two parts. Right. There's yeah. No, yeah. So I think he's the antagonist, and in that he's he's opposing Miles in that he has uh, an agenda that's different from Miles's, right? And I think it has to do with probably something to protect the multiverse, right? He feels that he's in charge yeah. of that, right? And and Miguel often does like use the wisdom of of being from the future to try and like correct things, right? And so I think it's going to look on the surface like especially from the trailers that Miguel's the bad guy. I don't think that movie's going to end with him being the bad guy. That's the... that's my thought. I saw some theory that it's like there's some kind of spider verse eating vampires that they might be bringing in. If they're bringing the vampires, <laughs> I'm down. I'm down because that's the actual storyline from. Is the it comics. okay? The uh, yeah. spider or the Madam Web movie that's coming out sometime in the future. The villain sure. of that movie is rumored to be a bad spider person as well. So that's there are symbiote. bad spider people. I just maybe don't think, it's all connected. I think the thing with 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 Spider Man twenty ninety nine is he's so popular. I would be really shocked 
if that movie ends with him still being the bad guy. You know what I mean? Because yeah, no, it's he's too cool, and it's and it's Oscar Isaac playing him. No, yeah. No. All I know is I want to see more Spider Punk. So yeah, you're gonna get them all. That's yeah. I, I, I just, yeah, I love even it. Yeah, spiders, so man. That poster alone is Dennis's retirement in, in toys. So, oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, just to be clear, that poster, I have most of those already. So you can recreate it. <laughs> I could. I could. I can do it. Right. I might your, do next, it. your next side project. <laughs> I might do it. I might recreate that poster. Who knows? All right. Well, what else you got? Oh, recreating man. news from last week. Oh boy. Uh, Victoria Alonso's departure from Marvel is a little sticky. Um, Two weeks ago, we two or three weeks ago, when we did the show. It was her departure was announced, and fast forward uh, now, some details are coming out. Um, the kind of short of it is, she was clashing with Marvel over a lot of the uh, prior versions of Iron Man three, and in previous films that were had been blurred or edited to appease uh, certain countries in terms of release, and then Marvel citing her departure as a breach of contract uh, for doing assisting with the argentina document documentary yeah she, she was, was promoting she, it she not only promoted she produced it yeah until yeah. disney reminded her of her contract and they told her stop associating with this movie because you're not here's the non-compete clause and she ended up at the oscars not promoting black panther wakanda forever but instead promoting this small movie that was all that she produced that was also nominated and that's i think that's why you know the firing took place only like a, a few days after the oscars wasn't she uh, also in charge of a lot of the uh, marvel cg uh, yeah well that's, that's the easy the thing to say hostile. when when she gets fired is like yeah. hey, what else can we blame on this person on yeah right. yes. yeah she's supposed to be think, the producer in charge of post-production yes right i mean i think it's somewhere in the middle right if at someone at her level, if she breaches the contract, that's not an instant termination. If you if you don't want it to be right, it's an excuse for instant termination. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a reason. Um, yeah. And to her point, um, you know, there might have been bad tension there to begin with, uh, just over her differences. So she she does have a book coming out later this year. <laughs> um, so hopefully, or we'll probably know more about the specifics until then. But. Uh, I think we'll close the book on this chapter for now and bring ah, up Ike. Yeah. Ike was uh, let go. He is the, what is his role in, in, in he's a Marvel Entertainment Chair. Giant piece of does. shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> he is notoriously uh, frugal with uh, anything and everything involving Marvel in terms of yeah. budget. Um, and and not to mention uh, sexist and racist too, right? Uh, yes. He long opposed. Yes, I've totally uh, not realized the kind picture. of slide that uh, <laughs> that we looked at before. Four um, out of five movies led by people of color. And yes. Yeah. Yes. So. So. Good, good riddance. riddance. He is gone. <laughs> but who's back? Liv hey. Tyler set to return for Captain America: New World Order as Betty Ross. You see this so one like, coming? Is New World Order just a secret backdoor like it's Hulk an Avengers movie? movie? No, it's oh, like I... an Avengers movie, right? It's a, it's, it's a, they're calling it an Avengers level movie. Okay, so on scale like, with Civil War. I feel I like a that's... lot of Hulk peeps are showing up. Yeah, but I mean, also I... a lot of you know Captain America peeps, and I wouldn't be surprised if we get 
one other Avenger or more peeps. So, I, are we going to get Batrock the Leaper again? Oh he god, died. that would be awesome, right? Didn't he uh, get he spattered died. across the canyon? Yeah, at the oh, beginning of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, Flag Smashers killed him. Oh, did they? Carly killed him. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, right. yeah. You're right. Damn. Um, I think it's cool though, right? You get you're getting uh, Thunderbolt Ross back, right? Um, who in leaked photos is not not sporting that mustache, by the way. No. Um, well, the Red Hulk <laughs> doesn't sport a mustache either. So, but I I like it when they <laughs> they take the, they do the homework or they they do the work to get the supporting characters when it makes sense. And if a story centered centered around Thunderbolt Ross, you well, may want his daughter there. It's like it's like uh, you know it's like when they replaced um, uh, when they brought in Don Cheadle to replace Terrence Howard, right? right. They had to do a scene. Speaking to, of like Pearl <laughs> yeah, they had to do a scene to kind of like comfort the audiences and like make it's them me, feel I'm here okay to deal with this. Right. So this is that. Right. You bring in Ross's daughter, who we haven't seen since the Incredible Hulk, to kind of legitimize the new actor playing him. And it, sure, I. I hope there's more to it than that. I, I really do, but we'll see. So I think this is also interesting that it points to um, Marvel being willing to do this sort of mix and match across, I wouldn't say franchise, but different iterations. And it makes me wonder if maybe we see some of the old X-Men actors show up in the whatever new X-Men it is, along with new faces that have been cast, right? Well, I'm not. I'm not sure what you mean. Well, because like, like the Incredible Hulk is still part of the MCU. So like everybody. Well, like it. they brought yeah, back. But, Evan, they brought Evan Peters right to right. Quicksilver. But they but haven't right. brought Different. everyone back from those old movies, right? Right. The We're one, still waiting so. on the leader for or sure. The, yeah. Or the the Netflix. They show, brought right, they brought in. everyone back except Ed Norton. Technically, like uh, you know, like <laughs> so. I mean, they, they like William Hurt was in a lot of movies up until he died, right? Like he was. Most yeah. recently in Black Widow, uh, so they 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 had every intent to keep William Hurt, you know, rolling. But you but know, I, I do think it's interesting that like in other franchises, you don't see the willingness to recast or or sort of do that kind of thing to keep mm-hmm. the story continuous rather than the actor, right? Yeah, I yeah. I think it depends on the situation. Like, right? I think it just got the lines got blurred because. People were like, recast T'Challa, recast T'Challa, and like, and when they're like, no, we're not doing that. Like, yeah. but then like, the if secret, new X Men comes out and they want to do an older Beast character, right? I'm fine. Fuck it. I, I think the, this, the short answer to your question <laughs> yeah. is yes, they will do it because that Deadpool movie uh, yeah. recently confirmed that that uh, Dopinder and Blind Owl will both be returning uh, in Deadpool three. <laughs> even though the Deadpool three will take place in the MCU. So right. yes, they're coming back They're They're people are coming whenever it's cool. appropriate. And also remember it's an MCU film that will have Hugh Jackman in it. Yeah. Dennis should be excited about this other thing coming back. Hasbro ah. is set to reintroduce window boxes in their uh, toy packaging for their six inch figures. How excited are you, Dennis? I don't give a shit, but I read it. I read that news this morning. Um, I I read it this morning and it cracked me up because they're saying, "Oh, but we're now we're using a recycled PET plastic, and so it still meets our agenda of helping reduce, you know, 
yeah. the use of virgin uh, plastics on, in this planet. And I'm like, mm. but I, at the end of the day, it's split in hairs, right? Because their literal job is selling you plastic. Like that's, that's all they do. So they're not, I make no mistake. Like when I close the door on this room, that's filled with action figures. If I leave it closed for like 12 hours, there's a serious plastic smell that comes out of this room. Like it's serious. Like I know that there, I'm not doing anything, any favors for the environment by contributing to, to collecting these. And so they know it too, but they're a corporation and they got to put up like, you know, a facade. And I, so. I, I mean, I get why they don't, but it'd be interesting to see if they do, if they were to go like a split route. Cause if you're in an inbox collector, obviously you want, you want to see the thing, right? You know, you know, the funny thing though, is like, think about all the other things that you buy in stores that don't have windows. It's everything. It's, it's everything else. Yeah. It's everything else. Right. I it's, get stuff shipped from Amazon in a box. Constantly. Like it's a box of the thing. They just, they don't even repackage into another box. They exactly. Yeah. And, so like, you know, I, I don't care, but hooray, a bunch of people bitched and moaned. And so now it's back. Like, no. whatever. It makes this the dark years where like, your inbox figures are like with an ass. They're now worth in. more. You gotta get them graded. Uh, no, I just trash the boxes. Oh. I sorry, I recycle all boxes. That's oh. what I do. I recycle them all. Uh, and then this was announced. They didn't say when it's coming out, but I, I assume you want me to take over for this one, Ricky. But uh, one Marvel Legend news for the week. I thank God. Um, the uh, Scarlet Witch from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will be a target exclusive figure. It's basically just a modified it's a one, right? Want no with black the jackets a little different and she's got the headpiece. They never made a figure of her as Scarlet Witch in the in the in the movies. Um so yeah, there she is. I mean, she but is is she is she like 90% old parts from previous Wanda figures? Yes. She is. She is. She comes with the dark hold though, so Yeah, that's 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 your reason right there. <laughs> yeah, the dark hold and the head are pretty much the new pieces. I think I think the the arms are slightly different too. But there you go. Hooray! No news beyond that. Uh and then by the way, uh just so you know the the uh Marvel Legends um the Avengers ones, the Avengers like celebration figures, they've been basically doing one or two a week uh on pre-orders. So So last came out last week the uh the golden age iron man went up for pre-order this week it was the doctor doom and monica. uh and monica rambo two-pack and the hulk and bruce banner two-pack um they are great figures they look amazing but um but yeah that's all that's all i got i think we're ready to talk about D if you want to yes I'm tired of all that news. That was too much news. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get us amped up. This is the thing that we're here to do. We waited long enough. We're putting spotlights on not one, but two freaking D&D movies because we're dumb. And we just didn't, we didn't think, we didn't think it'd be good enough to just do the one. Um, I mean, we almost did the three. Brian just didn't supply us with it. Three. There's, there's four. The four? One, one is four. only like only released in Germany. 
real bad. I found it on IMDb. Oh, and did I was you? Like, Whoa, what oh, is yeah, this? But not the video. Oh, no, no, no. I yeah, didn't yeah. watch it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we're talking about uh, – we're going to do both of them together. But we are talking about the, uh, the uh, 2000 Dungeons & Dragons movie starring Jeremy Irons, Dora Birch, and Justin Whalen, and Marlon Wayans, to name a few of the actors, as well as the new uh, Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves that just came out last week starring Chris Pratt, Michelle Rodriguez. Chris Pratt. Uh, Chris Pratt. I mean, sorry. Chris the other Pine. CP. One of the, one of the Chris's. Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Sorry. Um, Peter uh, Parker. Hugh, Hugh Grant. Justice Smith. Is that his yep. name? Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. What, what I thought would be really fun to do is kind of do a compare and contrast. Like it's oh, a book report kind of thing. But before awesome. we do that, I just wanted to let, like, I just wanted to take some time to like have us talk about why, why we did this and like why what D and D means to us. And I think Brian, you should go first because you you're you're the one that made us do this. <laughs> you got the shirt on, man. I do, I do. Yeah. Yes, I'm the the you know the biggest D and D nerd amongst our group, right? I'll I'll claim that title. If somebody wants to challenge so. for it, they're welcome to. So I would definitely say you are. Yeah. Um, uh, but when did you start playing D anD? Uh, in the third grade, when I was nine years old. So that's been wow. a very long time. Uh, that was in the mid '80s, and it was. Um, so the other D anD D movie that we haven't mentioned is uh, Mazes and Monsters. With Tom Hanks. Well, that's <laughs> yes. That was the first D and D movie. Um, I mean, that's the that's a propaganda movie. Yeah. Against D and D, right? Like that's 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 what I think is really funny is how far this property has come, right? Yeah. Like we're in the 1980s. You literally had Tom Hanks, who was not super famous then, starring no. in an anti Dungeons and Dragons movie. It was wrapped up in like the Satanic Panic thing, right? Yep. Yeah. Well. Yeah, the media I, decided yeah. that it, it, it was yeah. associated with that, right? And then that's what I thought was really funny about like a few months ago is like how far we've come when Dungeons and Dragons ended up in the news because they wanted to, you know, they wanted to mess with their creative license or their, their the, the, the common license, right? To make it well, so, so that, yeah, they wanted to lock down and revoke the open gaming license and people yeah, did the open not game. react well. And it's so funny that like we went from satanic panic to well this is a logical business decision because hey. we make a ton of money off of this property you know? when like, the money's you know, right you gotta yeah that excel sheet turns green you gotta, you gotta make a move it's yeah. pretty funny so in in terms of kind of my personal relationship that means i started out playing this thing that was deeply unpopular <laughs> <laughs> like you did not tell people that you played Dungeons and Dragons, and when people found either. out, they uh, they often had a, a, a reaction. Um, yeah. I definitely had a neighbor call my parents concerned that we were dabbling in Satanism because um, <laughs> she found out that we were playing D and D. So, what's up, Mrs. Pugh? Look at <laughs> never sacrifice them cats. She's still alive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I assume. I don't know. My parents are going to call me like, how dare you? I just um, figured she would have been high on your sacrificial list. Yeah, you know, they moved away. So I mean, no. what, 
what keeps what, you going all these years though? Like what's what? the, I mean, so what, what, well, let me turn around to you. Why do you guys like it? Like, I mean, I remember the first time we, we played, you were like, this is awesome. Right. What is it that gets you sort of excited about it? And I think that'll answer your question as well. So you're assuming you're, you're saying, I said it was awesome, right? Because I don't think Ricky ever said yeah. it's awesome unless no, it's Ricky, like a Ricky, low, uh, low quality movie. Fun. Ricky showed up again, which I took to me, and he thought it was awesome. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he pretty much, if he says I had fun, that's that's yeah. his bar right there. Um, and and to, and in fairness to Ricky, like you know, I know I know I'm speaking over uh, your your experience, but like uh, Ricky hasn't played Dungeons and Dragons in person yet. No. We started. We started playing with Ricky last year. I'm a remote hire. You know, a remote two remote two years player. ago, right? Yeah, it's been on the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so like I I look forward to the day when we can actually play it. You know, in a more real, you know, tangible setting. Uh, but like I do appreciate and uh, Mountain Dew. But I do yeah. appreciate. I do appreciate the just the experience of crafting a story together with your friends and also being silly in ways that normal like decorum doesn't does not allow you know what i mean like i think that i think in most social situations uh there's still there's still certain social obligations Unless you're getting like super drunk and you intend to end up in jail at the end of the night, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. like because you went to you went to <laughs> downtown and you just want to start fights. I think the majority of the time you go out with your friends and you still you still have to be some level, some modicum of of respectful to your fellow strangers and stuff like that. But when you do D and D or any role playing game in, in among friends in in a in a private setting you can do whatever the hell you want without repercussion like and it's that's <laughs> hilarious a weird like sticking I'm point for you any, any of my other <laughs> players are watching this imaginary <laughs> stuff i mean imaginary like on like not so, field like you know this is not my my choice yeah, of yeah. So why let, like let me, let me uh, kind of uh recontextualize what you just said in, in terms of the the question you asked me which was what what do i like about it i like that it can be anything you want it to be yes but it has it right one of the other things is it's not just sitting around telling stories and bullshitting no it's there's creating rules, a story right but there's also rules that can make things go in directions that you had not intended right anytime right. you roll a one or a 20 things shift around you right because right you're like what happened well you know that was really good or "Uh oh that was really bad and it it sort of pushes these things in directions where it's it's improv with rules right in a lot of ways and so Mm -hmm. and to be to be fair so my first uh role-playing experience actually wasn't D &D. it was um it was star wars with star wars yeah because I mean, technically, I bought like a Marvel role playing game a million years ago when I was a kid because it said Marvel on it. Yep. Bought the it. TSR one. And I was like, mm, too many words. And I was like, <laughs> and my friend, my friend and I sat around the table trying to learn the rules. We didn't understand, and we didn't realize that you needed more than two people to make that work, too, right? And so yeah. we just gave up. And I put that box away, and I never played that game. And so when you when when 
it was in college and I was asked, hey, Dennis, we're going to go play a, a Star Wars role-playing game with Brian. And I was like, that sounds dumb because I remembered what it was like when I tried doing that at home, right? And, and I was like, no, that sounds dumb. And then after like one or two Friday nights sitting at home by myself, because all of my friends were over hanging out with you, I was like, all right, I changed my mind. Let me try this crap. And once I tried, once I realized like through testing you or realizing, okay, everybody says you can do whatever you want, like, but can you really do whatever you want? And you can. And for me, being silly with a group of friends or sometimes, you know, sometimes actually saving the day when they don't expect you to, those are, those are the moments that you, you can keep forever. And, and, and no video game can give you that experience. And that's, that's what I appreciate about D and D is, is really the camaraderie and the, the shared, the shared uh, successes and failures that you, that come from it, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, I definitely appreciate the. I mean, it sounds silly about the, the friendship. I feel, you know, I, I get to hang out with with a, a group of friends on a weekly basis and 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 solve a problem. It it honestly takes me back to school when uh, when I was in computer science and we would have to figure out some type of algorithm or or um, problem set or whatever. And working together yeah, as a team to get through this uh, that's what i honestly like love about about dnd that that uh that innovation that just happens with a bunch of people doing silly shit um but to dennis's point like it the stories that come out of it are uniquely ours right yeah like if you play a video game we all can beat the final boss in slightly different ways but it's still the same cutscene animation at the end but it's, these are our it's, own stories yeah right. it's still it's still predetermined by the, the the game developers the limited amount of ways you can beat something right whereas like when i did my own uh D campaign and i made it so when when everybody the party finally after this long quest arrived to to, to fight the bad guy and he's not there and then you hear the toilet flush and it's because he's in the bathroom. Uh, you better believe that I died laughing when that same scene happened in Iron Man 3 because I created that moment for my players years ago. You know what I mean? And like yeah. whether or not it reads for everybody, I don't care because it read for me. You know what I mean? Like and that's and that's that's like you said, it's uniquely ours. Like it's 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 cool when other people share your sense of humor or share your your appreciation for how you tell a story but you know it's also funny when you got that one guy that's sitting in the same room as as you that is super rigid and doesn't understand why everybody else is acting a fool because then you just kind of play it off of him you're like well we're gonna make your life miserable you know like it's it's but but that person is still getting something out of the game too right there's a lot of different ways to play it and yeah you know it's true you know we do have the people we make fun of sometimes at the table sorry ricky but uh (laughs) but so with all that said i think that sets a, a good like expectation for going into these movies right and i think and and i you know my my wife was actually watching 
uh, the original D and D with me uh, for part of the time today when I was rewatching that, uh, which I don't think I've seen that movie since 2000. And I saw it with you in theaters, I think. I, I, wow. I'm yep. pretty sure I saw that with you, Brian. Like, and you know, what's frustrating is that came, movie came out just a few months before the matrix. Right. And know, at right? the time we were I'll like, yeah, it's not a good movie, but it's about as good as they can do for fantasy sci-fi. That's and then, pre Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, it was a year yeah. before Lord of the Rings. And but it's the after the Phantom Menace. Company. Yeah, it's after it's after the Star Wars prequels, though. Yeah, but remember, the Star Wars prequels were sort of in a league of their own. Yeah. There was nothing right. else that was even coming close in terms of budget and special effects. Well, moral combat. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, I forgot. Uh, but yeah, I saw this, the, this movie, I'm pretty sure, with you in theaters. Yeah. And we were like, Eh, but like here's the thing like when i was rewatching it today and i was like you know this is the first time my wife had ever seen it i looked at her and i said you know here's the thing the poor this poor movie you have to understand that like there was no way this movie was ever gonna live up to people's expectations right because of everything we just said yeah like there was like the people making movies at that time did not relate to audiences the way that Marvel movies do now or the way that Star Wars shows do now or movies or yeah. the way that a ton of fan service experiences do nowadays, right? The business of fan service wasn't around then in 2000, no. in 2000, George, or, you know, George Lucas just got done like getting crapped on by the internet for movies that he made that he thought everybody wanted. Um, so Yeah. So this was clearly a movie that the you know studios thought there was a monetary reason to make this movie. Well, I'm I'm sure you get the green light like hey shit they're doing a Lord of the Rings movie at at a No, Warner's. New Line who put out this movie oh, did the Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, they did both. Yeah, they did both. Uh yeah. <laughs> God bless them for still doing Lord of the Rings after this movie. Well, I think you know for Lord I mean? of the Rings, they were so deep into it when this came out. And I remember there being That's a good. lot of freakouts. That I mean, a lot of the stuff is probably contractual too, right? If you have the rights, you have to do something with it with the next amount of time, right? Sure. Um, but yeah. like, I, so I don't mean to sound down on it, but like really, I, I, you know, I felt... It's, I, I looked at it through a kinder lens today when I watched it because I said, it, you know, God bless this movie. It was trying to be a serious Dungeons and Dragons type story. Yes. The only, the but only here's the problem, thing. If you take the name Dungeons and Dragons off that movie, would you have looked at that in any way and said, this is a D&D movie? No. Nope. Well, other than a beholder being in five seconds of it. Oh my God. Yeah. So so bad <laughs> so that the reason i would say no and i think again where i would say yes to the new movie is it comes down to did it did it really pay tribute to that experience of four to seven people sitting around a table each bringing their own uh personality and their own ideas to help contribute to the success of of a campaign 
Right. No. What that movie did is it decided to be a vehicle for Justin Whalen. <laughs> and and at every turn, every time he almost does something with his party, circumstances arise to make him have to do it himself. And yeah. as I watched this movie and that kept happening, I kept saying to myself, Everybody knows the DM does not like the party to separate because what that means is now he has to go in a separate room and the DM has to pick up his books, walk in there and make the party wait in the other room. And he has to go back and forth and do the story. We've seen it done, right? They did it in community. It was hilarious in community, but only (laughs) through the power of editing, right? Like, but you and I, we've done that legitimately for real. And it sucks for you, right? It sucks for the DM because because you have to now work two different rooms in in the same. And place, I'd say you know? I don't even think it's that. It's it wasn't just that he was splitting the party. Justin Whalen is the was the uh, and and for people who are not familiar with the old D and D movie, uh, should we give them like a just a brief recap of? Actually, I watched I have, it today and I, I can't tell you what happened. <laughs> hold on. I have, I have this I have this recap and I want you to I want you guys to guess which movie this is the recap for. Okay. A charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers embark on an epic quest to retrieve a lost relic, but things go dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people. That's the new movie because you said thief and not thieves. <laughs> Fair enough. And yes, that's, that's the only the difference, right? Yeah. That's literally the only difference. And yet the execution is yeah. phenomenally well, different. My so I literally I watched the old movie a few hours ago and I just got out of the theater for the new one. And with it oh, all still it fresh today, today? I never saw it. I saw it for the first time today. Oh. Oh, you watched it today. Yeah, I just got back. <laughs> so wait, you watched the old one before the new one or Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, this will be interesting. To you. Um, yeah. My my take on it is the 2000 movie is what my perception of D&D was before nice. I started playing. And if I'm being honest, I didn't I didn't hate that movie. I didn't love it. <laughs> I think it's just like it's perfect B fodder material. But I will say, with slightly better writing and maybe a, a better FX budget, that movie is on scale with Pirates of the Caribbean. No. I, I, I think it's there. No. no. You know what it is? I it's think not, it's there. You know the why it's not there? Is terrible. It's the directing. It's the directing. Yeah. And it's because, it's because, like, my wife was saying this because she was watching it through the whole, you know, the whole time. And, you know actor after actor continues to just deliver underwhelming yeah. performances and she says when it's this consistent it's not the actors it's the director and i kind of i tend to believe her on that because i mean when have you ever seen jeremy irons be terrible in right. anything other than this movie there's um, there's a whole bunch of scenes where you look at it and you're like so so that's the best take they got like right Every like take with Thora Birch. Side. Every take with Thora Birch was the worst take they had. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was mostly acting against, uh, you know, like Green special effects. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt bad for her in the one scene where she's talking to the to the elf, but on a mirror, 
And I'm like, couldn't you just have her in the room off, yeah, like a off projection. camera so that she could have somebody to actually act against? Like, yes, it's it's terrible. Yeah. But like, just to just to clarify before we lose track, the reason I gave you that you guys that 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 recap is because it was hilarious how efficient that that recap applies to both movies, with the exception of technically there's two thieves, but I dare you to tell me that Marlon Wayans' character had above an eight role in any skill. I mean, he put stuff in a pocket. What? What was the function of that character? He is the worst party member ever. Really? You not... thought that he was worse than the dwarf? Yes, because the dwarf actually did a leg sweep on Damodar. Oh, that's succeeded. true. He did, yeah. <laughs> yes. The dwarf actually held his own. Okay? Marlon Wayans is redundant thief. It's it's it doesn't make any sense. It's like two years ago when we had Ricky and Clark being thieves, and it's like, oh, yeah, one of you is good, and one of you is businessman, right? One of you is Ricky. Oh shit, we got Marlon Wayans to do a D and D movie. Yeah, we're in. Yeah, right. That that that's where that makes sense. That's not what I said when they cast Marlon Wayans in that movie. I said, oh damn it, Marlon Wayans is in this movie. Yeah. Um for me, like Marlon Wayans is the one person who like the exception to the rule for him is Requiem for a Dream. That could have been like, Robin. I've never seen him be better than Requiem for a Dream. Everything right. else he's in, he is annoying sidekick character. G.I. Joe, Marlon Wayans. Uh Dungeons and Dragons, Marlon Wayans. Like you could just keep finding his movies, and it's just well. And even, this one, he's just so unrestrained. Like he's he's too unrestrained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just to be clear, the other thing that really kind of weirded me out about this movie is because everything was taken so seriously. Like it made it weird. That's that, where it was jarring. Yeah, it made it weird at times because it made it like. It made it funny in that I want to laugh at it, not with it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like that's that's what was the weird part. Like everybody was nobody so, nobody let themselves have fun in this. No one's movie. making fun of Damodar for wearing silver lipstick, right? Like I, I wanted to bring a third movie into this, which is for me, up until the most recent D D movie, one of the best D D movies that came out, even though it wasn't, which is Your Highness. And I know Dennis is a huge fan of Your Highness, but Your yeah, Highness feels like a Dungeons and Dragons group, right? But Your Highness feels like a group of friends got high, played a game, <laughs> recorded it, and then acted it out yeah. in movie form. And I love it for that because it's it's that a that is a better D and D movie than the two thousand D and D movie. <laughs> it's a better D and D movie than most D and D movies. Okay, it's like like most fantasy sure. movies. Low bar like, up until a few weeks ago, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, obviously, we would say the new one is like everywhere that the, the old movie fails, the new one succeeds, right? And I think the biggest the biggest success. Aside from just the fact that you got actors that really seemed to care and really understood what playing D and D felt or at like, or least are professional enough, right? Right, because to... I promise you, they did not sit Jeremy Irons down to play a game around, you know, with all the friends. <laughs> no, they just were like, "Oh yeah, just twirl your mustache." But I don't have a mustache. Do something. Just do something. Yeah. You know. Um, but though the new movie, uh, Honor Among Thieves, the real beauty of it is. 
they start at the beginning, which is everybody's experience playing D&D lives or dies by the backstory. The backstory is the first assignment that the D&D DM gives everybody, right? Yeah. And you can make it as rich as you want, or you can make it as generic as you want. Every single character in the 2000 movie, I couldn't tell you a single one of their backstories. Well, yeah. it's good. It's just good storytelling period with an ensemble type movie. Right. Every single character in Honor Among Thieves has the best backstory <laughs> that outdoes the one you heard right before it. And it's amazing to me. Like every time, like they spent, they spent at least and they 45 keep coming back minutes. to it too. Right. They spent like 45 minutes of that movie establishing every character's backstories <laughs> before the actual adventure began. Right. And it was so worth it. The fact that like Chris Pine is this, is this guy that used to be a, a you know, a noble member of, of the, the, Harpers. the, yeah. the harp, the, the Harpers. Harpers? Yep. The Harpers. Yeah. The Harpers. See, I've never run a uh, forgotten realms campaign for you guys. Otherwise you would have been going, Oh, we've been there. Yeah, so. but the Harpers, uh, like, uh, you know, like that are basically a band of rogues basically, that do good stuff, right? Like that do good they're, things. They're like secret, yeah, they're like secret agents Ro- that Robin uh, Hood do clubs. Yeah. yeah, secret yeah. agents and stuff like that. But then, you know, he he's also got uh, the love of his life and, and, and a kid on the way, and, and he wants to figure out a way to provide for them. And next thing you know, he ends up, falling into his old habits he steals a tiny bit uh and then that ends up backfiring uh, all to end up with his wife dying in a way that they cannot revive her which yeah. i love that little bit right they really did their homework with explaining that yeah they yep. really really did and and so they made you because the, honestly that was my thing when when marlon wayans died i was like so you're gonna revive him, right? You know, they, they do kind of. They right? do yeah. kind, kind of, kind of. But like, he has to miss the rest of the campaign, right? Yeah. Like he yeah. has to sit it out, and then he gets told, "Oh, oh, by the way, we brought you back at the end." Yeah. Oh, uh, you did. Oh. Good agent. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so his wife dies, and then he ends up like, what is the what is how does he end up in prison after that? I'm trying to remember. He. Falls in with uh, what's her face to get the tablet. Holga. Remember, Holga. no, not the... Holga, the Red Wizard. Oh, so in, the, in the time and stop, Holga end up with the Red Wizard and Hugh yeah. Grant's character. Yeah, um, and then they get framed. Yes, what's what's the name again? Four. It's framed. They oh, yeah, did still. They did still. Shame. And they also had uh, Justice Smith's uh, inept sorcerer there. Well, they yeah. get set up as the Patsies. That's what I mean yeah. to say. Not yeah. not framed, but they get set up to take the fall. And now they're in prison, and they want to break out, uh, but they can't break out. So they're waiting for their they're waiting patiently for their hearing, and hoping to God that Jonathan shows up. Jarnathan, what is it? Jarnathan. Oh, it's Jarnathan. Jarnathan. No, I thought it was Jonathan. Okay. No, it's Jarnathan. It's even funnier. Oh, okay, but uh, you know, and their whole thing is they're waiting for Jarnathan because. He's got wings and they want to push him out the window and hope to God that he flies to get away. <laughs> and I just like everything about that story is so much better shown yeah, the, the moment than they how I that, told it. 
it was well, like this is what i would essential D moment as the dm right there's plenty of times when i've been like all right this is gonna happen and you guys are like nah we're gonna do something completely stupid instead yes right? it's like why don't we do the hearing roll your persuasion like nah i'm gonna ride the aarakocra out the goddamn window like all right let's they, see what happens they right? ride the joke too right it's like oh yeah you were you were pardoned yeah like that's the payoff right there is like you made the persuasion check yeah (laughs) that it's so good and then and then like i'm in i'm in for the ride right because they showed me this wonderful story and then you start meeting all the other characters and 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 it's not just like hello i'm this person what is the quest no it's hello allow me to tell you my entire life story and each one of them, you like depending on your level of patience, you could either roll your eyes and say, "Jesus Christ, are you going to get to the story or what?" <laughs> or you could be like, "I'm listening. I want to see where this goes." And I chose to be that person. And I think the way they go about telling you these stories is just funny enough, just sad enough, just all the emotions that you find it okay, right, Ricky? You just yeah. saw it today, right? And you liked. Did you enjoy every single backstory that you got? I don't know if like the backstory is the thing that did it for me, but I I'm not I saying enjoyed... it's what did it for you, but it's what kicks off the experience and gets you invested in the characters, right? And it also gives you a clear sense of what they each can do. They were unique yes. for sure. Um yeah. especially like like the the Chris Bryan character's angle, the bard's angle of losing his wife, but then having this friend surrogate mother type character yeah don't you wish you played that that rogue right (laughs) don't you wish that was your rogue instead of the one where you're like "Mm, i was adopted i don't remember who my parents are and i'm gonna go kill yeah i mean adopted to to that point did i have any reference for like where the hell they were exactly and so i'm not knocking you technically like in this moment what i'm telling you is this movie gave new players about five templates that they can use from here on out that are actually good places to start for making characters, right? right, So Brian, I want to rework my character. (laughs) But right, like Holga's Holga's story was awesome, right? She was she was she's a she's a a barbarian with a a thing for halflings. She's got a mad thing for halflings, right? And but she couldn't, which is one of the better cameos, too, right? (laughs) But oh man, Bradley Cooper, awesome, awesome in that movie. I just believed every person in that movie the entire time. I really believe they gave their full commitment to these characters. And and yeah, I just really loved Holga's story that it made me kind of sad and that it made it and it made it so beautiful that that you know, like Chris Pine's entire motivation through this whole movie is to bring back his dead wife so that he he says it's for his daughter. Right. But it's not right. Because Holga is the one that raised this person, this whole movie, well, this whole he story. Says he's, that line that really got me was, he says, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I didn't want to bring back your mom. I wanted to bring back my wife. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Powerful but stuff. He like, also made his whole character about doing things for his daughter. And yeah. And he realized he's really, if he wants to do it, He's got to grow and and become. He's got to grow and accept that Holga is that girl's mom, you know. And I I think that's a really cool thing that happens. And then even though those were amazing backstories, and you keep rushing through all these other ones, 
Then you meet the paladin. And oh my <laughs> God. Best paladin ever, right? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. You don't you don't like Happy Kilmore in our campaign? She's no. gonna be devastated. No. <laughs> I feel like the problem with paladins in general is like they're they're required to be rigid, but in a way that like isn't necessarily vibing with the person playing them because yeah. there's something about it that's like, oh, but I have to do it because of my religion, you know, like and, and it, like it's so they play it as best they can, but like it's hard, right? It's hard to relate. But what I think is really cool about the this paladin, I remind me his name, Ricky. Couldn't tell you. Sank. Is it Sank? Yep, X E N K. Okay, yes, Sank. Um, is his character is is rigid in his own motivations, but for 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 ways that actually make sense and make him very altruistic, but also make him too good to stick around for the party, right? Like he's he's the wandering hero. Like so you get him for the limited time you get him and and it actually the movie's probably better for it, right? Because he kind he's, of breaks things if he's there the entire he's time. He's the guest player that sits in for a few weeks and plays their way over leveled character, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Like he's, he's 14th level, everyone else is like 8th level. <laughs> It's like, God, for all right, sure. let, me, let me handle this. For sure. Yeah. But so anyways, I guess like where, where else would you want to compare and contrast these two movies in ways that are fun for you? At, like what? Go, Brian. Tell me what you. All right. Your thoughts. Well, so I think we, we touched upon it a little bit already, but the. The D&D &D 2000 movie, I think, never it had everything stacked against it going into it, even if they had written a good script, gotten a director that knew what he was doing, right. Not had the production problems they had. You still, you weren't, well, you weren't going to get that because that's a point in time where studios don't trust the property. And you guys remember this or Dennis, I know at least you'll remember this with all the superhero movies that would come out in the like late nineties and early aughts, where the studios would basically say, we're going to get rid of this, this, and this, because it's too comic booky, right? People won't like it. And then the fandom's like, eh, okay, okay it's kind of cool, I guess, but it's not really true to it, right? It's its own thing. Well, D&D, &D, right, didn't even have the sort of cat cultural cachet that like Marvel or DC had. So the studio was able to just kind of steamroll whatever they wanted. And what that meant was this movie became a Justin Whalen vehicle because some of the executives thought that he was going to be a next budding star and so you get this this weird freaking thing and then the other thing that happens um i don't know if either of you guys looked into the background of the the guy that directed it i thought it was a oh is it a guy courtney, courtney yeah something yeah like. so he uh he uh, went to wizard or not wizard he went to tsr which was the company that originally owned dungeons and dragons in the early 90s and convinced them to sell him the film rights when I think he was like 19 or 20 years old. Oh, wow. oh my God. Courtney yeah, Solomon. he basically bullshitted them into selling him the film rights. Um, and then uh, they kind of worked with him, but in a way where they were not, uh, it wasn't helpful. 
And then Wizard or TSR gets sold to Wizards of the Coast in the late 90s. And Wizards comes in, tries to void the deal. They're told they can't. So they add some stipulations, one of which is that he's not allowed to use any of the established uh, campaign settings. So oh, right out the window fun. is anything that some of the fans may recognize. You have to create their own story. And they get all of the these problems and that just kind of pile up. And then he can't find a director, so he decides to direct it himself. And he's never directed anything before. So you notice that, right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, they apparently shot on, on location in Prague, but they ran out of money and had to hire locals to do a lot of the sets and costuming, which is why it looks like it's a, a cheap Xena knockoff. Right? I thought it looked... I like the sets and knockoff. I like the and, sets and, and, that they that they did. They I was are, very surprised that... Um, the, if you the... freeze frame, you can see how cheap a lot of them are, though. Like it, I will it say that rod, like TV production. the rod that's used to, to control the, the, the red dragons <laughs> is the most plastic thing I've ever seen. It looks terrible. But I like Damodar's <laughs> outfit. I like his whole look. My, Some my of wife, the things look good practical, right? My, my wife liked Damodar so much that she Googled him to see, is this guy gay? Because he really is living his best life right now in this movie. And she looked it up and it turns out he has never confirmed nor denied, but because of his performances in Dungeons and Dragons and the mummy, uh, which both very makeup heavy roles, yeah. uh, apparently the Wait, gay he, community. Is he the mummy? Yes. He's the mummy. Oh. He's Emotep. He's Emotep. Uh, because of his roles in both of those, apparently the gay community has embraced him as an honorary gay, even if he's even though he's never confirmed. Um, Damodar looks awesome. I you you I, get another gay icon in Richard O'Brien in this film too. He's the guild leader, for the thieves guild. Oh, that oh, guy yeah. was pretty. You know great. who he is, right? Yeah, he's the guy uh, who wrote Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, it was Riff Raff. Gotcha. Yeah, I so will he's... say I will say that when my wife was watching the movie through that part of it and. She was like, wait a second. Did Brian just copy this entire movie for his last campaign? (laughs) (laughs) I would say that section of the movie did feel like a Brian campaign. And that's why I was telling you guys before we started talking, uh, before we started recording, I actually really liked the first half of this movie. It was, it was. The setup's there. The setup is there, right? Yeah. But the characters aren't developed, right? And Correct. No one has a backstory. No one has an I mean, actual Maybe better part. acting gets you there. I don't think and it's di- just I better acting. Too. I think it's better storytelling in general. Yeah, script. Just, yeah. yeah. But the, the beats, I don't I don't have issues like getting to your point. I don't have any issues with the beats for the first half of that movie. Yeah, they're fine. The first half is fine. Um, it's just somewhere along the way, it just becomes a Justin Whalen movie where a bunch of other characters don't have lines and just sit around and, and have random magical walls, stop them from joining him on the, on the quest. (laughs) And it makes no sense. It just makes, and like the worst part is okay. When he stops to like, when, when a magical wall appears and he has to go and do it on his own, you never even cut back to see what they're doing. No, you just, they just wait until he's done and i'm like yeah. and then he comes back out and they've all been captured and it's like what they all got captured like i don't understand 
Really By the way, Marina the is the worst mage ever. She <laughs> kicks their ass in the beginning of that movie so hard. I was like, yeah, I like this and girl. She's never tough. lightning bolts again. Didn't and they call her like never, a level one? Ever, What's that? Uh, they think they called her. Like, they call her a low-level mage at yes, one point. Yes, a like, low-level mage is still <laughs> way more powerful than most regular people. Well, also a low-level mage. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into the game nitpicks here that that the fandom has uh, discussed over the years. I was about to to push it too far. She, she can't cast some of the spells she cast. No, no, she claims that she's going to cast a feeble mind on them, which is, you have to be a seventh level mage minimum to pull that off. So she says she's going to cast feeble mind on herself to consider even, you know, <laughs> dating him or whatever. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. It was supposed to be an insult. It was no, no. There was an early scene when she caught them in the uh, library where she threatens to feeble mind them, and Justin Whalen makes some crack about, oh, well, it won't really make it any difference for snails, you know. Fair enough. Yeah. Wah, wah. Fair enough. Um, I hated that character so much. Uh, Which one? Yes. Had- Hadley or Snails? No, I hated Marina because she seemed to be the best actor in the movie and she was given no agency in that movie. Yeah. She actually, I really believed her, her well, every yeah, time. She's a- of the time. It's so of the not. time, but that sucks because it could have been more. Because that's the thing, D and D, like, like, I mean, yes, it's mostly a it's mostly a male dominated and uh, you know uh, source of entertainment, but like, we need to be breaking those barriers, but right? Yeah, it's like, been changing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The new movie does a great job of doing that. The, the two thousand yeah. movie. Well, and I think to your point about Marina, one of the notes I made when I was rewatching it was it feels like every one of the main characters is acting in a different movie. Yeah. Like, like, like there's not, you don't get the sense that they're moving towards common purpose. They are never moving towards common purpose. And I think that's the beauty of, of the new movie, Honor Among Thieves, uh, is that they actually achieve their goal which is, you know, to save the the daughter and and get the, get the get the riches and everything like that. And they achieve the goal and they're on the boat heading out. And this for me was the moment where I was like <laughs> in love with this movie because like as I always say on this show, what I want to see out of a hero a superhero movie is heroes behaving heroically. And when they're leaving the town just before the evil red wizard is going to suck the souls out of everybody and turn them into mindless zombies and stuff, the entire city, right? They see the dark cloud up above and they're fine. They're getting away. They're going to be safe. They can go live their lives. And they look at it and they say, we got to turn back. As a collective party, they say, we got to turn back. And for me, that was the coolest thing because you you see a, a group of people that might not even be able to succeed at this but they're gonna go back and do something heroic because they know it's the right thing to do and you know that we most of the time do that when we play the game because we know the alternative is the alternative is the game ends if we you know like <laughs> like yeah 
yeah, we could go off and and not do the fun, exciting thing, but like you'll probably kill us for doing that or something like that, you know? Like, no, so. I I mean I'll let you go off, whatever. But I think what you you're touching upon is that there D and D has a lot of reluctant heroes. Yes. And and they did a good job of showing like each of them had their own motivation, but they were also willing to work together at the end to to defeat the big bad that they were kind of responsible for, at least you know somewhat. So yeah, I love oh, that. I about guess that. we should do the all. I gotta all I gotta say is I don't know how you trust that lady from the start. <laughs> oh no, for sure. She like sometimes you can just profile somebody on the way they look. Profiling is <laughs> okay in D D. Well, well like, there's a reason she covered up those tattoos. Everyone sees red wizards and they're like, no, bad. She is the most evil looking person ever. Like Jeremy Irons has nothing on this lady. He looks like a dude. Amadar yeah. has nothing on this lady. Have you watched the other sci-fi fantasy show that she's currently in? No. What she's in it? Shadow and Bone. Oh, okay. Have you okay. watched it? Is she watched more it? Evil? No, yeah. no. She does not play. She plays like a, a really kind of princessy fancy, like not a, you don't get evil vibes at all. Is it Sophina, right? Is the character she plays, right? Like the, yeah. the villain? Is that is that the Red Wizard's name? Yeah, that's her name. Is Sorry, it Daisy phone. Head, played by Daisy Head? Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, no, I've never, I don't recognize that actress at all. I just know that I loved her as a super evil person. Yeah, they did um, a good job with makeup, making her look. The red, the red wizards looked really cool. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to run into those. I, I hope we get another movie with Sastam because he is awesome. He's the her boss, the Lich. Right, the mm-hmm. Lich. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty certain if this movie does well, which I believe it is. Uh, it's not doing as well as John Wick Four, but it's still no, doing. It's but still John doing Wick well. Four is a major franchise film, so yeah, exactly. But, but um, what I mean, what do you want? Do you want? Does a sequel for you involve a new party or the same party? I don't care. I think the sequel for me has to involve you know the same sense of fun. Right? I think I don't needs... care if that's new people or not. Yeah, I think for me, it honestly like it would be nice if it continues the Lich's story. I because I, I feel I, I feel it's wasteful whenever you tease a big bad and don't deliver on it later. Uh does it need Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez? It would be nice, but I think what it really needs is John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, yeah. who are the writers and directors of this movie, because those guys actually give a shit about D D and it showed. And that's the thing that you want the most, right? You don't want this guy that sneakily bought the rights from TSR when he well, was 19 years to old. To be clear, he cared about the game. He just uh, he didn't have any filmmaking experience. Fair, yes, fair yeah. enough. Right, fair enough. But you like, need filmmakers who also love the game, right? Exactly. You need you need people who are who are have the credentials, but also have the street cred. And I think yeah. it's it just bled. This movie bled. Uh, love for Dungeons and Dragons like like when I watched the old movie and I like I was really annoyed at, at a specific thing like yes the CG is bad we all know it's bad right but I think what really annoyed me the most is the actors really don't interact with the monsters of the world yeah. in any meaningful way at all it like costs money they, they just don't actually like interact period right like the right. dwarfs basically the best you're gonna get in that movie 
Those two um, uh, janky orcs that are in one scene. Yeah, but they don't talk. They don't do anything, right? They don't ever say anything. Uh, like, like there, you know that scene at the end when when uh when Dora Birch is like trying to raise up her 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 rod, and Jeremy Irons is is like he summons this weird like wraith skeleton thing. Yeah, I honestly, by the way, it was it was the scene was done. I couldn't tell for a moment. Wait. Is the skeleton helping her lift her arm, or is she resisting it? Like, That's you know some what real I mean? Jason like, the Argonauts energy there. <laughs> yeah, there's no interaction with them, and like, and yeah. there's no real love uh, of of the D and D monsters in that movie. Then you go and watch Honor Among Thieves, and the amount of attention that they put into a displacer beast is freaking amazing. Like, or the little I, Easter I, eggs. Like, did you catch the rust monsters fighting over a piece of scrap in the one scene? No, I, I don't know that. Exactly. Yeah, like go back and watch. There's a lot the tabaxi getting pulled out of the fish, um, and then the whole wild shape scene has lots of little Easter eggs in the background. I know there's She's a lot. Fleeing. I mean, obviously the biggest Easter egg being the entire party from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon <laughs> is featured several times in that. Oh, movie. they're in the jail, right? They're in. Or, they're at they the, reached arena. the same the maze. thing. Yeah, the maze. Yeah, yeah. they're in the maze. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I assume they got their souls sucked out because they're stuck there when everybody else evacuates, <laughs> right? And what a cool, creative way to save the people of that arena, right? Is to start using your <laughs> brand new magical we- uh, item that you found recently and just start and, and just start like making people terrified so they run out of like the, with like, my my basic D&D and dropping money on them too don't forget that yeah okay, i felt like they they Exciting played the hits mentioned. the D hits right you got the cool creatures you got the the cube the gelatinous cube and the you got the, the owl bear owl bear yeah. the the i mean we didn't get the all the hits but yeah we got it we got you a got, good a, you got way more hits than you got ever before in a previous D story also right? we got uh what's his name timber the fat dragon so is that a named dragon in the, in the He in is D&D? a named dragon. His whole story in the game is that the a group of dwarves captured him to heat their furnaces, and they just feed him and feed him and feed him to keep him happy, and he's gotten too fat. And he really... Depending... He's got a couple of different plot lines. He actually has, like, an entire, like, chunk of an adventure dedicated to him. That's awesome. So, But, but yeah, he is a be- thing. But you know what the best part thing. about him was, is, like, he reads on so many levels. One, he's funny to audiences because look at him, he's a fat dragon. And and as a as a innocent, that. as an innocent <laughs> bystander, you might even think it's funny in that world, right? But as a person running for your life from him, I love that he's still an entirely uh credible threat, right? Yeah. So like they don't get to stop and laugh at how fat that thing is because that thing will eat the shit out of you, right? And so I love it. I love watching that entire sequence as an, uh, uh, you know, in the, in the theater, because I'm like, this is amazing on so many levels because every actor was actually acting as though a giant dragon is going to eat them. And I appreciated that just like the displacer beast, just like the cube, like every time, every time a creature showed up, you felt like they were really responding to that. And that's, you so, know, it, it makes the world real. Do you remember how uh, when they were doing the promos for The Hobbit, we got the behind the scenes uh, shots of Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> pretending to be smog? 
I want to see the the pre CGI whoever's doing the uh, fat dragon. That's pretty funny. Yeah, no, I I I bet you you could spend another hour telling us about every single oh, no, little yeah. thing that was in that movie, and I I that's why I really want to know though. Like, obviously we we you know we we watched the old one as a joke, right? We wanted I wanted Ricky to 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 taste the the poop that we tasted before <laughs> before he went and dined at the on the seven course meal you know like but brian i, I got so. this that? could have been this could i think we could still get better dd movies than this right? <laughs> this is like, the upper end this i have is... a 7-eleven hot dog that's what that first movie is <laughs> it's it, it that you got service... out of a dumpster you say yeah, tomato Tomorrow. It's serviceable. Uh, it, yeah, I, I will say one of the other things the original movie had stacked against it was it really did come out at the tail end of bad CGI before they started really leveling up, right? Because if but you also, look at movies from later that year, Matrix and Lord of the Rings, so much ahead of the CGI in that, but they're only a year away. Yeah. But like I said, also the expectations, right? Whereas this movie... I wasn't excited to see the new movie until the week before I went to see the movie. Like I honestly was so burned from previous Dungeons and Dragons movies that I'm like, mm, I don't know. I feel like Hasbro really wants another win. And like, honestly, Hasbro doesn't have a great track record no. for movies that tell good stories, right. Yeah. That, that, that make you feel good about about yourself that you... doesn't have a good track record with its properties this is a surprising win for them no hasbro has a good track record with its its, its properties yeah. in other forms it's just i mean like movies. in yeah well, like they're geek for, they're for, really for, like the wizards of the coast stuff not so much like D &D, magic fair enough those fair things enough. yes even when they had the star wars license Ugh. They still uh, have the Star Wars license. They don't have the Star Wars license anymore. Hasbro, Hasbro. not for uh, not for role playing. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, for I tabletop. Thought, I, okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, maybe they like, have, they have it for action figures, but yeah, yeah, yeah not yeah. for. They lost it for tabletop. Fair enough. Which you have to be pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think the I think there was a lot of things going into this movie working against it. The bar and was low. It, the okay. bar was low, and I think that's that's what made this so awesome. Is like it wasn't until like that last trailer where they showed the the you know the the team using the spell to like uh, to raise dad a, to raise dad <laughs> or, yeah, and or ask, speak like, with ask dad. somebody five <laughs> questions like that yes. that trail that question that that scene was funny. But I was still like, really? But like, is this just like the one funny scene in the whole movie? And then I read a review that was like, this movie's funny all the way through. It's not like the funniest movie ever, but it it has a sense of humor that that it never loses. And once I understood that it's a comedy and an action movie, yeah. I felt I felt welcome to go see that movie because i'm like well that that's my problem with the old one it's not funny it's right a, it's, it's a got good, comic relief but it's not a comedy it's a good entry and i think i i'd be curious honestly to see what the box office does for it because it is a weird time right you're you're post shazam post john wick but you're it's 
I I I still I will say I, I will be surprised if they do another one because I don't see this you movie do? make I don't I don't see this movie crossing that that threshold. I I think it. So I want to say two things. One, you were saying that it's a low bar, but I wanted to sort of just to pick up Dennis's point from earlier and say, but we're used to seeing properties we love not be able to clear that low bar, right? So the fact that it even cleared the low bar is great. Um, but I do think with international box, it, it it's going to be profitable. And yeah. for, is it Paramount that's producing it? You know, at it? least you know at least Olivia Munn seeing this movie like five times. <laughs> <laughs> but for for Paramount, what does Paramount have as a franchise tentpole right now? Star is Trek. It Paramount or is it Universal? Yeah, where where's that going with the movie stuff? Oh yeah, nowhere with movies. But they yeah. also they also have Ninja Turtles and Transformers, and they have um. But are they doing well enough that they can that, turn down another franchise, even if it's a low-earning one right now? Every they have everything mm. that Tom Cruise ever makes. Right. So, I mean, but they have Mission they Impossible isn't selling a lot of toys. That's they can, but they don't <laughs> they necessarily make money on the toys. Fact, they can. But I think here they they uh, from what I understand they have a very favorable uh, licensing deal that they signed with um, Hasbro. For, oh, that's fair. That's fair. For the, the, for the I mean, the which what? is one of the reasons you've seen it, it promoted the hell. Like all the like Ricky, you've got the transforming Beholder from it. You've got the you in there. No I know, right? There. I kind of was that was was he ever in the trailers? No. I could have sworn there was supposed to be a beholder, or maybe it's uh, just the toys. I don't think so. I, I, so you want to talk about future film opportunities? I think I would love to see like a film set in Waterdeep, dealing with the Xanathar Guild, which is a thieves' guild controlled by a beholder. Well, or, they, sold, they sold. They're selling the toy. I sent you yeah. that. That, that yeah, yeah, the, the Xanathar one. Yeah, and I was surprised that Xanathar didn't end up in the movie. Somehow. Well, they're selling D and D toys and an honor among thieves' toys. Right, but but Xanathar is definitely a recognizable name. Mm -hmm. um, the other one, I would love to see them actually do a film adaption of the original Baldur's Gate video game, because that that's a plot that could work on film. The yeah. sale, of, the tale of the Godson or Balson. So, what yeah. about Neverwinter Nights? Neverwinter Nights plot is so so. Do you really remember the plot from Neverwinter Nights? No. Yeah. But I don't remember the plot from a lot of a lot of D and D stories. I it's just that there's an evil wizard and you gotta go get things to beat him. <laughs> you you get the thing to, to to get the other thing to beat him. Right. It's yeah. always evil wizards, dude. It's always evil wizards. At some somewhere there's an evil wizard. Like but it's cool. It's fine. So I like it. Evil beholder. Yeah, it's well it's still I mean, beholders basically just do all kinds of magic anyways. So um <laughs> Yeah, I, I was really, I, I was expecting a Beholder, but I was okay with the fact that we got a lot of other iconic creatures that I felt bad for because I realized Ricky hasn't actually encountered any of those creatures ever. Don't feel bad. I'm he's, excited. He's encountered a Displacer Beast. Has I'm he? decided to yeah. go back in on, on Monday. He has bought one in, a, in the basement uh, of the cult hideout. Yes. Like, a year ago oh really yeah okay i don't remember yeah. that uh, so, as, as much as i love Brian's... i gave you guys your first dragon fight 
Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, of course, Dragonfire. Ricky got messed up. That was great. I love, I love Brian's tokens that he uses, but watching this movie gives me <laughs> just context on on what things look like a little bit better. Yeah. You're gonna complain move, about the graphics, what they sound like. Um, no, I'm excited. Like, I, I think, I hope, I hope this movie does what it. It's probably what the goal is to get people into D and D. Right? If one feeds into another. Yeah. Well, I think the D and D engine is is powering up right the pandemic brought so many people into the hobby and now you're getting the technology like the virtual tabletop technology i don't know if uh, either of you watched the DD direct last week where they talk about sort of what's upcoming but they are rolling out a new version of their virtual tabletop which looks it basically looks like you're using minis from hero forge transported directly into 3d rendered environments that the dm and you can manipulate stuff in oh nice that's cool. so because that so is, will that have is, good graphics yeah that is the <laughs> thing that's kind of missing from the experience is like having your little miniature and having your like we're gonna be know. in vr soon and we'll all be at a table with our headsets and then we'll striking vipers yeah. <laughs> that's Full what circle. we're gonna do by the way side note related to that I think the the biggest problem I had with the old D&D movie is that I couldn't unsee Justin Whalen masturbating in Serial Mom. Like especially <laughs> in that scene when he grabs the when he grabs the red dragon rod and he just starts like making this face like uh, and he's shaking and I'm like, "Yep, that's the face. That's the face he made." <laughs> like I think like I was trying to explain it to to Lindsay earlier. But I think the problem, because everybody says this is the movie that ended his career. (laughs) Sure, whatever. I think it's the fact that, like, he did the the most the most exaggerated masturbation scene I've ever seen recorded on on film. And it when you when you do a scene with that much enthusiasm, it it leaves only one of two possibilities for the audience in their brain. One. Have you ever masturbated, bro? Like I don't like or two. What is even is, that? Or two. Is that how you do it? Because if that's how you do it, that's scary. Hey, and I'm so, not no king shame. Let him do I, his thing. I'm just saying. So like when I saw him make that same face again in this movie, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to see it every time. You know what? Just no, don't give this guy more roles. It's just not it's not good. It's not good. Um, so I guess somebody else got, you know, the same idea and yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what else Justin Whalen's been doing, but it's not, it's not a lot. Maybe you can have a cameo in the next D movie. Yeah. That's what I was hoping for, for this one. I was like, maybe they'll bring him in. Like, no, too soon. Too soon. 20, 23 years. What did, what did you think about the cameo of the cartoon character? I thought it was fantastic. Right. It wasn't heavy handed at all. Like, if you knew, you knew, and if not, it was just like, oh, look, there's other people that are going to die. I didn't know until you pointed it out. So it cracked me up because, like, do you know the premise of the cartoon, Ricky? No. (laughs) So the cartoon is actually... Well, it's people playing, like... Right? No, no, uh-uh. no. It's it's a group of 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 children that were at a carnival and they went on a ride, and when the ride went through a, a, a tunnel, it actually a portal opened up and they got transported into the world of D anD D, and they were wearing the clothes uh, that you saw in the movie, and they each were given a magical item, 
but these are legit basically players right yeah. they're us they're us they're people is, that don't know the world and are is D a thing in that cartoon or are they just no they're normal kids and then they meet this little bald dude in a red robe named the dungeon master who explains shit to them yes it's again so, it is people not understanding the 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 audience to trust that they know the the property right they we had this elaborate framing device but it's a it's a cool framing device that made me so sad for them when I saw them trapped in the arena because I'm like, oh, you poor kids. <laughs> oh, you poor kids. I don't know how long you've been trapped in this world, but this is about to be really bad for you because their buddy, the, the main, dungeon master will save them because the main characters do not seem to be taking a particular interest in saving your asses. <laughs> and that red wizard is going to murder you in a moment. So, I mean, they yes. were at ground zero, so they're probably dead. They were at uh, ground zero. Dungeon Master zero. teleported in and saved them like he always does. Um, I thought the implications of that were really cool because, like, the movie did a great job of building this world the entire time. And then just at the very end, they just insert these poor people in there. And they're like, yeah, if you know who these are, you're, you're feeling extra bad for them right now, right? Like, because it's like, <laughs> oh, man, those children do not know what they're getting into. And it's. But it is cool. It's cool to know that maybe they maybe they have a place somewhere else in in the in in the universe later. You know who knows. But I will say I, we probably got to stop talking about this movie because I you know it's it's been or these two movies. It's been it's been a long time. Uh, we've been doing this. I you, you don't want to touch upon the uh, backlash that certain parts of the fandom have been uh, online. Okay, go for it. Go yeah, I was just saying, there's a, the there's a very uh, vocal but stupid part of the internet. Um, I think you probably are familiar with them from their previous hits, like uh, Girls Shouldn't Be in Star Wars and Disney's Woke Nonsense oh, Has Ruined Marvel. They're mad this week. <laughs> yeah, so they don't like this because it's basically uh, woke D&D. Um, because it's got female characters and non-white characters and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I do enjoy that the film seems to have deliberately trolled them in a real sort of Easter egg that only true nerds will get. So uh, the sorcerer's grandfather who showed up, do you know who that's supposed to be? Was it Gary Gygax? No, it's, it's so there's a, he mentions earlier in the film that he comes from the lineage of blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, you should be a great sorcerer. That's Elminster, who's the supposed to be the greatest wizard in the world in like the, the D&D world. Oh, okay. And he's a black guy now. And uh, they have uh, been not happy about that. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I will say the 2000s movie, I was surprised there were brown people in that movie. I was not. I was not expecting to see people that look somewhat like me in that movie. But then when they died, you're like, oh, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. It, right. It is sure. 2000. So it is 2000. I, 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 mean, I looked say... at the uh, global box office. It, it's doing well in China and uh, the UK, but third, third highest grossing box office right now is Mexico. So there you go. I like yeah. the D&D. Yeah. Yeah. I will say when you were talking about how they trolled, I thought you were going to say they trolled with Michelle Rodriguez's amazing armpit hair. <laughs> oh my God, I loved it so hard. How often do you get to see women in these awesome roles <laughs> rocking their natural armpit hair? Like that was so, 
she and she showed it off yeah. frequently in that movie. Like she she would put her arm up on tall chairs. She just made sure you always saw this armpit here. And I was like, she's proud of that, and I'm proud of her for doing that. That was oh yeah, no, cool. that's got him angry. And also, uh, I've seen a couple of people screaming about Bradley Cooper letting himself be cucked. So. <laughs> <laughs> And they also hated Zink the Paladin. That it's like, oh, of powerful character. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm not surprised. I uh, I not loved bad. all of those things. I loved yeah. them all. I loved all of them were great. They were all amazing. Yes. Um, I okay for reals now. We probably by the way also Doric the Druid is amazing. Uh, but my wife was quick to point out if they do a sequel, probably don't bring her back because druids are kind of annoying at, at a certain point like they just get like you can't you can only do so much with their story right they, like a paladin they, right yeah a druid and a paladin they kind of clash with the rest of a party because you know the environmentalism you can only handle They're so much driven. of that right yeah you can't yeah. you can't have that you can't have that hanging out with a a a, a a bard who just wants to just I mean, steal and have fun and you can have the uh what's his name radagast the brown type druid where it's just like a stoner hippie druid so. <laughs> fair enough you can do that but that's why i think it'd be cool to to do a new party have a new party and then another movie you know reboot yeah. if you will like i don't even I mean, know they like, can take it in a bunch of different directions so. when i was when i was going to introduce this movie i i toyed with the idea of like do I say this movie is a reboot of the old ones or or is it or or are we just comfortable with any story existing in the Dungeons and Dragons universe, right? Yeah. Like Right. It they, is it is specifically set up to favor anthology type, you know, stories, so. Yeah, but whatever. for some reason Damodar comes back in the sequel. Damodar shows up in all three of the films, I believe. He's in all three? Yeah, I think he's in Book of Vile Darkness as well. Why is the mummy the guy that doesn't know when to say no to sequels <laughs> isn't he in like four mummy movies uh, i think two. he's in all of them just two. no he wasn't in the the mummy goes to china one i don't think <laughs> i can't are you <laughs> sure he's not in that one i don't think so he's not in that one no but he's in the scorpion king isn't he oh yeah yeah but only briefly yeah, i guess that's the movie i guess that's the movie yeah it's like four scorpion kings you know that right oh gross gross <laughs> all right for reals we need to wrap this up we got we got to go i think that the consensus here is it's fun you, go watch choose, it if yeah. you had to choose one D movie probably honor amongst thieves yep if you're D &D your curious highness, huh? you well if you it. had to choose one that's an actual representation of yeah. A normal D and D campaign, yeah. Uh, I, you know, not everybody's comfortable smoking the amount of weed you need to to get the campaign that uh, you know that your highness gives. But you know, like for me, I think your highness is uh, still slightly better. I do, I do think that. Um, only because James uh, Franco fan yeah, number one, James Franco. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely James Franco. No, it's um, it's uh, I think it's uh. What what is it? Um, Justin Thoreau. I think for me, Justin Thoreau is the greatest D and D villain ever. Um, if they cast him as Sastam, yeah. I will say, Hugh Grant is is pretty awesome because he's like 
the party member that went bad. Um, and I can relate to that as well. It's cool. It's a, it's a, it's a fun thing to do, but yeah, I will say, uh, for me, I love, I love, I love, absolutely love, uh, honor among thieves. I still like your highness slightly better. It's okay. It, 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 they can both live in my world, but if you want, if, if you're strictly talking about movies that are named Dungeons and Dragons, no question, honestly, it's the best one Yeah, for sure. Um, when do you recommend people go watch the old one, though? Uh, clean your house. Part of an end of life directive. <laughs> clean in your house, maybe on a Sunday morning. Don't. There's. I mean, don't waste your time. That was. That was. I as I was watching it, I got angrier and angrier because I remember the last time I watched, it, I was like, never because again. You did this to us. You waste your time to the movies to go watch this. This one, the new one. It's like if you, I, like, for your dog. if you told me, I, I have to remember that there's a couple of movies like this. Battlefield Earth being another one. Yeah. Good God, we saw that turd in the theater. Yeah. All right. I mean, <laughs> I swear we, we do have old movies that are good too. We'll we'll make you watch another old good. Yeah, one but if they're that. good, he's more likely to have seen them, right? Like the no. first Matrix. He hasn't seen. He hasn't Dennis, seen. Dennis, I watched that with right Dennis. Now. Oh yeah, uh, we I, I got him to watch that one. Um, that's a great one. Uh, we have other ones we'll do, and and we will be be bringing the show back more regularly soon. There's only two more weeks of the Mandalorian, but uh, we probably won't be back before then because I don't think there's another new movie coming out until Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think Guardians will be our our, our probably yeah. our first show back. Our return to form. Yeah, yeah. So we look forward to coming back for that. Uh, I will say thanks to Brian for torturing us with uh, extra. <laughs> that was fun. I had a lot more fun when the old movie. I had a lot more fun with the old movie, and I really like the new one. So cool. We'll see. Ricky, yeah. thanks you. Um, yeah, I think I think for me it's just a time management issue where it's like, okay, I gotta squeeze this movie into my day. Fine, fine, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, but yeah, it's it, it was still fun to 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 do it and, and look at both of them um brian it, do you have anything you want people to know where they can find you like yeah not right now it, i'm good not eclipse space okay. <laughs> oh yeah <Stop>. sure <laughs> after talking about role play i always forget uh yeah i uh created and co-wrote and did all kinds of stuff for a, a science fiction role-playing game called eclipse phase uh if you go to eclipsephase.com you can find it there and it is completely creative commons before years and years before wizards was forced to do the same so everything we got you can download and then uh if you like it to you know maybe toss uh i don't get much of the money anymore but uh my co-owners would certainly appreciate it um why so, don't we yeah. ever play that game you talked about this last time because we're playing D right now we can play that game next if you want yeah okay and in 20 years we'll talk about the movie Look, nice. I, I've got stories, so we have optioned it a few times, uh, which is how I know how executives Hasbro? These. Um No, uh, the first time was to David Ayer's uh, production company. I think it was David Ayer's. This show's going that. off the rails, man. I love it. Yeah. No. no, yeah, but we'll see. I, usually anytime a, a role-playing property does well or a role-playing video game gotta, does well, gotta start that back up. they come sniffing pie and, and will want to purchase the rights again. So I just realized we could stream playing Eclipse, Eclipse Phase without 
any issue, right? Yeah. Oh man, because you're you're one of the creators. We can. Well, not that. only that, it's Creative Commons. We also have music that is Creative Commons associated with it. Nice. Um, All right, we might have to do this. Let's get our party <laughs> wiped next week, guys. <laughs> yeah, I gave you a chance this week, and you were like, nah, yeah, let's kill the dragon. All right. For reals, we're going to go. Thanks to Ricky and Brian for nerding out with me this week. Uh, we're going to take a break. for We have spoken again for a few more weeks. Thanks to our patrons for supporting our growth and to our audience for tuning in, whether you be live or uh, you, ch you checking in after the fact. Uh, please remember to like and subscribe if you liked it. Uh, and check us out on Patreon for all the other wonderful things. Uh, no soapbox tonight. So... Have a great weekend, everybody, and see you next time on Den Excelsior, True Believers. Enough said. Bye, guys.